Hi folks, you're listening to episode 15 of the 59th Minute FPL podcast, hosted by myself, the FPL General. Recording on Tuesday the 25th of September, game week 6 is behind us and we're looking ahead now to game week 7. This week's podcast is going to be a little bit shorter than usual, hoping to blast it out in about 15 to 20 minutes. The reason for that is I'm going to be on the Fantasy Football Surgery podcast this week. Uh, a really good podcast, so keep an eye out for that one. I would imagine probably on Wednesday uh, it should be available. So this week's podcast, I'm going to quickly do the shout-outs as usual for the 59 minutes. Quickly review game week six. Three I want, which I introduced last week, so I'm going to do that again this week. Again, another new feature from last week, uh, popular players that I'm going to avoid. So I'm going to look at three players above 20% who I'm going to avoid. Going to mention three differentials who are less than 5% owned. Look at captaincy for game week six. Briefly mention my possible transfers for game weeks, uh, for game week, game week seven, I should say, sorry. And then I'll just finish off giving an update on the leaders of my mini leagues and as well as a fundraiser that I mentioned last week. So just going to give an update on that towards the end. So getting straight into it, one player played 59 minutes this week. So it was Burnley forward Vidra. So he completed 59 minutes. He did score before he went off, so not all bad. But again, he's a very lowly owned player. So just wanted to give him his shout out, his first 59th minute appearance of the season. A notable mention for Van Dijk this week, who managed 54 minutes and missed out on Liverpool's clean sheet. So Van Dijk owners getting unlucky there. I'm glad I shipped him in, in game week two. And a notable mention for Aguero as well, who so he just about got to 60 minutes before he was taken off. So 53 minutes last week, 60 minutes in uh, this week. Um, so we're getting lucky with Aguero. Um, I'm not worried about him though I'm not worried about his minutes I'll be holding on to him he's the best striker at the moment in my opinion so he's going nowhere so a quick review of my game week 6 so it was a good one it was a green arrow I managed to get 58 points having banked the transfer so I was happy with that because I had to do without Mendy, David Silva and Danny Ying so I was happy to get a green arrow under the circumstances and glad I have two two free transfers now for game week seven which I'll talk about a little bit later so a small green arrow from 337k to 309k and I'm now on 368 points in total so things went well one Bissaka the special one again uh, nine points Madison has done well for me the last two weeks I think he's got eight points in the last two game weeks so happy I got him in on wildcard Salah captain so I got that call right when you compare it to Aguero and Hazard who I was also considering for captaincy as I mentioned no Mendy Silva or Danny Ings so I was down to the bare bones I did manage to get 11 players out but that included the likes of Bennett with two points and Ward with two points coming off my bench Holobas did what Holobas Bass does best, gets himself booked and doesn't keep a clean sheet. So one point from Holobass. I got Holobass wildcard two weeks ago and I think he's got me zero points and one point. So I should have known better really not to go there. But again, his stats were good despite not getting the clean sheet. Uh, I'm expecting assists from him with his corners and, and his set pieces. Now he is on four booking so we could see him getting a suspension soon but I'd probably end up holding on to him. 
Alonso clean sheet. Uh, Wilson trolled me again, taken off in 67 minutes, so I'm worried about him now. Um, so that's that's my quick review of game week six. Happy how it went, and looking forward to to two transfers in game week seven, um, and hopefully rising in the rankings again with another green arrow. Moving on to the new feature of three I want. So this is three players from my watch list who I want to get in soon. First one is Richarlison. I I went for Madison on the wild card because uh, because Richarlison was suspended and I also didn't want Richarlison for the Arsenal fixture. Now watching, I recorded the Arsenal game at the weekend and I watched it back today. Richarlison looked good, four goal attempts. Um, and when I compare Madison and Richarlison, now if I owned neither of them this week, I think I'd be going for Richarlison. I just think over the course of the season, I think he'll score better just on the eye test. Um, I think Richarlison can get up to maybe 15 goals this season. Um, but I do I do like both of them. I like Madison. I think he's going to tick over. He's got a set pieces, scored a free kick. He's on corners. So they're both really good options. And I'm not looking to do Madison to Richarlison. I'm probably looking at getting both of them. Um, so, so I'll talk about that a little bit later as well when it comes to transfers and probably more so on the surgery podcast so Richarlison's one player I want another one I want is Mitrovic probably should have got Mitrovic on my wild card instead of Wilson but financially it was just easier to get Wilson with what I wanted to do with the rest of my team so haven't had another two weeks now to look at Mitrovic he's a player I want to get in he, he is the real deal. I think he's gone up to 7 million now. Um, I'm a big fan of what I've seen of him this season from the eye test. He's got five goals in six games. I think he's behind... I think Aguero's the only striker who's had more goal attempts than Mitrovic this season. I think Aguero's had 31. Mitrovic has had 28. So the underlying stats are there as well. I like his fixtures. Um, Fulham have Everton next, who concede every game they've got Arsenal who've only got one clean sheet this season then it's Cardiff Bournemouth Huddersfield so it's a nice run for Mitrovic and there's a very good chance I'll be getting him in for game week seven the third player I want I'll need to talk to my uh, bank manager to get a loan uh, or remortgage the house to get him it's Harry Kane 12.4 million um, I just can't shake him from my, from my mind this week. I have an itch to get him in now. He's got Huddersfield away and Cardiff at home and then West Ham away. So it's a nice run of fixtures for Hurricane. Nine points against Brighton. Now, he didn't do an awful lot on the eye test again, but he got his penalty and he got his bonus points. And he had a few chances towards the end, which you would really expect uh, Kane to put away. But one thing I noticed was after the Brighton game, he said it's the first time he's been happy with his game this season. So... Now might be the time to get Harry Kane in, if you can get him in easily. Now for me, looking at my team, it's either Salah or Kane. So I could use my two free transfers to get rid of Salah and get Harry Kane with a view maybe just for two weeks and then getting Salah back in after Kane's nice two fixtures. But realistically, it's never easy to do that and it would probably involve hits to get Salah back in. So that might be enough just for me to hold on to Salah. And maybe just avoid Kane. But I am going to think about it for the rest of the week. Um, if I was to get Kane in, I'd probably captain him. Game week 7, game week 8. It's, it's go hard or go home, I think, with Harry Kane. Um, I know it is hard to look past Aguero for captaincy against Brighton. But I think if I was going to take the punt on Kane, I would probably give him captain. 
moving on to uh, just before I move on from Kane, back to Salah. Salah, a lot of people are saying, you know, maybe that maybe now get rid of him. He's got Chelsea and he's got Man City, but I expect I expect Salah to deliver in those fixtures. Now he might not get huge returns, but I do think he'll deliver against uh, the Chelsea defence and the Man City defence. I'm, I'm hopeful. So at this point, I probably am leaning towards keeping Salah. He impressed me again. I didn't watch the Liverpool game. I watched the highlights. He had a goal ruled out for offside. He had a one-on-one chance early in the game that he probably should have put away. So on another day, it would it would have been a big haul for Salah. I mean, we're saying that nearly every week, but I'm happy to hold him. Haven't kept him this long. I'm probably just going to hold on to him now. So that's three I want. Richarlison, Mitrovic and Harry Kane. Realistically, I'll probably only be getting two of those this week. Maybe even just one. I haven't ruled out just making one transfer and maybe rolling the other transfer over. So I'll see you later in the week. Moving on to the next feature, three popular players that I'm avoiding. So I'm looking at three players who have more than 20% ownership who I'm avoiding this week. So the first one, David De Gea. 21% ownership, 5.9 million. One clean sheet in six for Man United. So absolutely no interest in David De Gea. I don't think I need to elaborate any more on that. It explains itself. The second player I'm avoiding who is highly owned is Kieran Trippier at Spurs. 27% ownership. He's gone up to 6.1 million. Now, I see a lot of people moving early this week from Mendy to Trippier. I can see why you're doing that because obviously uh, I think Mendy dropped last night in Trippier row. So I'm never. I'm just. People will know. I'm not a fan of early transfers, especially when there is midweek cup games and we've got question marks over the likes of Mendy. So I'm happy to hold and lose the point one to make a better informed decision on Friday. Um, the reason I'm avoiding Trippier is mainly just down to rotation. Spurs have got big Champions League games. I think they've got Barcelona in between the Huddersfield and Cardiff games. So we're going to see rotation with Trippier, I'm sure. So that's enough for me just to put me off him. And the other thing about Spurs is. Like United, I think they've only got one clean sheet in six this season. So you're kind of dependent on attacking returns for Trippier, which I don't really like either. Spurs are dependent on their third choice goalkeeper at the moment because Lloris and Vorm are out. So again, that's another thing that puts me off Trippier. The third popular player I'm avoiding is Sadio Mane. Now, I've avoided him all season. He's very highly owned at 42%. He's gone up to 10 million now. Um, but he does have two blanks in a row and he's got Chelsea and City next so as a Salah owner I'm not interested in a, in a double up at the moment with Salah and Mane so Mane is another highly owned player who I'm avoiding at the moment um, again like Spurs we could see rotation in the Liverpool uh, team could be Salah, could be Mane we just can't call it we just need to make sure we have a strong bench so that's three I'm avoiding, De Gea, Trippier and Sadio Mane. So just trying to rifle through these as quickly as possible. Keep the pollination short. Moving on to differentials. So three players who are owned by less than 5%. Now, I had some suggestions after last week maybe to change this percentage to less than 10%. But I'm going to keep it at 5% for now. So the first one is Nacho Monreal. Arsenal, 5.5 million, 2.1% ownership. A possible Mendy replacement for those who want to get rid of Mendy, uh, maybe later this week. Now, I'm waiting, hopefully, to get an update on Mendy before I do anything with him. But Monreal is one to consider. 
The problem with Arsenal is clean sheets. Again, I think they might only have one clean sheet as well. Uh, I think the the Everton one might have been their first one this season. So, watching Arsenal this season, I have very little faith in them defensively. I'm not a fan of Mustafi. Um, and they're insistent on playing out from the back with Peter Cech, who does not look comfortable. And I just think they're going to keep conceding goals you know, when they're doing that. So... Monreal, probably like Trippier, you're, you're kind of looking for attacking returns more so than clean sheets. But one stat that stood out to me this week from game week six was that Monreal had more touches in the final third than any other defender. Um, so he, he does get forward. He had a very good chance in the Arsenal game. It was well saved by Pickford. So he gets in the box. Uh, I think he will get more goals this season. And he's always he's always got assist potential as well. If Arsenal could tighten up a bit at the back, I'd be more interested. Another Arsenal differential, Aaron Ramsey, 1.3% ownership. A player I've always liked in FPL. He's 7.4 million now. He started the last four games, so it looks like he's pretty nailed on in the Arsenal midfield. He got two assists against Everton, his first attacking returns of the season. So he's one I've added to my watch list this week, and he could be a nice differential for those looking for someone in midfield. I do still prefer the likes of Richarlison and uh, Madison and maybe even Fraser as well but Ramsey's definitely one to consider and one I'm going to keep an eye on the third differential less than 5% own Jamie Vardy 8.9 million he's he's only got 4% ownership he scored a goal and he got an assist at the weekend he's more than likely on penalties I know Madison scored the last one but Vardy was off the pitch I would expect Vardy to be on penalties Leicester have one of the best fixture runs in the league. They, I'm just getting it up in front of me here. Apart from Arsenal, in a couple of game weeks' time, you know they've got a very nice run right up to Christmas. So I'm happy to hold on to Madison and, and Vardy's one I'm I'm interested in as well. Uh, I may even look to double up. So Vardy's a proven FPL asset, proven Premier League striker. Doesn't go away in international duty. Doesn't have any European games to worry about rotation. He's going to play every week. So. He is one I'm, I'm, I'm going to keep an eye on as well. So definitely worth considering Jamie Vardy with Leicester's fixtures. Moving on to... I'm just having a, a sup of tea here. I'm, I'm, I'm going through this very fast. Looking at captaincy for game week seven, I had a quick look on Fantasy Football Scout at the captain's poll before I started recording. Aguero is running away on 65%. Harry Kane is second on 9%. Richardson, interestingly, is third on 5%. And Salah was fourth with just 2.5% ownership, uh, 2.5% of the votes. So at the moment, my armband's on Aguero. It's unlikely to change. The only reason it would change would be if I brought in Harry Kane later in the week, which at this point in time, I don't see myself doing. But I think it's, it's not one to overthink this week. Aguero home to Brighton. I would expect City to run up, you know, four or five goals again in that game. So I think it's a no-brainer this week. Not one to overthink. Richarlison, I would find it hard to trust him with captaincy because he is he can be quite wasteful at times. Um and I definitely obviously definitely wouldn't captain him over Aguero at home to, to Brighton. Salah has Chelsea, which is why he's only got two two point five percent of the votes. But I think I think Salah can do well. In that Chelsea fixture, he'll be up against Alonso more than likely on that right hand side. Uh, Alonso 
it'll be interesting to see how much attacking he does when he's got Salah to deal with. So there could be space there for Salah to exploit against Chelsea. Um, and I'm hopeful of returns from Salah. But again, I wouldn't captain him over Sergio Aguero this week. That's enough on captaincy. Again, with the midweek cup games, that could change things. So I expect most Premier League sides to, you know, to play weakened sides in the cup, but it's we do have to keep an eye on it. Um, for example, if David Silva played EFL Cup this week, I'd be slightly worried about him playing against Brighton. Then. So do keep an eye on the lineups midweek. Transfers, as I mentioned, I've got two free transfers. I don't really know what I'm going to do yet. I may just make one transfer and roll the other one. I could end up going crazy and doing a mini wildcard, you know, doing three transfers for a minus four, but that's very unlikely because I'm quite happy with my squad at the moment. So it'll be either one free transfer or two free transfers for me this week. Question marks over Mendy. If we get news that he's ruled out maybe for another couple of weeks, it's, it's very annoying that we haven't got any concrete news. We don't know what's happening with Mendy. I have my suspicions that maybe it's disciplinary rather than an injury. We don't know, so hopefully we get some news this week. Um, but if not, I will be tempted to move him on. Um, we just hopefully we get something from Pep or from someone on, on Mendy. Maybe something from himself is probably more likely than anything on Twitter. As I said, I'm part of me is tempted to move Salah out for Kane for two weeks as part of you know two free transfers. But I just don't like the the surgery it would require to get Salah back in later. It, when I'll, you know, I'll want to probably use my free transfers elsewhere in my side. So, the smarter play for me this week is probably just to improve my squad elsewhere and hold on to Salah. David Silva, I'm slightly worried about. I may move him on. Callum Wilson, I'm losing patience with. Might move him on for Mitrovic. Richarlison, I want to get in, but for who is the problem? Because I don't really want to lose Madison. Um, Holabas is a slight issue as well. He's on four yellow cards. Seems to get zero points or one point when I own him. So he's another I could move on. Um, so lots of questions and no answers from me really on transfers yet. I'm definitely waiting until Friday before I do anything this week. I'm, as I mentioned, I've, Mendy's dropped, I think, already this week. But that doesn't bother me. It's it's uh, it's points over pounds for me always. Um, a phrase I've, I've, I've stolen from Jonty this season. So that's most things covered. Uh, I wanted to shout out the mini league leaders. So Elite 64, uh, last week it was Phil Ampleford, number one. He's been overtaken now by Dan Bennett. So well done, Dan. Dan is ranked 970th overall. So a superb start to the season from Dan. Uh, A top, top manager already has seven top 10,000 finishes. So if you come across Dan Bennett on Twitter, be sure to give him a follow. The my uh, free to enter money league for all the beat the general money league. Uh, Andrew McKinnon is still number one. He was number one last week, and he he holds on to number one this week with an over, overall rank of thirty fourth. So absolutely superb. So the winner of my beat the general money league, which has thousands, probably five or six thousand managers in it now. So it's a very hard league to win, but if especially if you've had a good start to the season or if you intend to finish in the top 100, get yourself into that league because the winner gets a place in Elite 64 for next season. So you'll find the mini league code uh, on my Twitter in my bio. So get yourself into that one. That's the mini leagues covered. I wanted to mention 
Uh, I mentioned on last week's podcast about how I'm starting to raise awareness for men's mental health on my Twitter account. Uh, with 95% of a male following, I see it as an opportunity to do some good in this area. So a charity I've mentioned is the Cam Zone. So it's Cam, C-A-L-M on Twitter. So check them out. Um, and I, ha- I, want to, I want to do some kind of fundraiser this season. Um, I've emailed Cam this morning, so and you know, and told them what I want to do this season, uh, just to get some advice from them on how best to go about it. So, my initial idea for a fundraiser would be to set up a mini league uh, to fundraise for Cam. So it would be it would be free to enter the mini league, but then I would set up maybe a just given page for Cam. So anyone who enters the mini league can donate, you know, one pound. £5, £10, £100, whatever they want to donate, just for entering the Money League, they can donate to the Just Given page, which then will go directly to CAM. Um, and, and I just think, as, a, as an FPL community, there's a lot of good people uh, in the community. You know, There's been a lot of negativity on the community, maybe over the last couple of weeks and months, but this is something where we could all pull together and do something really good for a really good cause. So I'm hopeful that when I start doing that, that people will ruin behind me, you know, with likes and retweets and people will donate to the to the charity as well. And I just think there's huge potential there for us as a community to do something good. So the, the, the I haven't really finalised plans yet, but what I'm thinking is a mini league that starts maybe maybe after the international break. So there's eight week eight game weeks gone. So then it would be a fresh start for everyone from game week nine. So 30 game weeks um, everyone starts on zero so the scoring in the mini league would start from game week nine so you could enter your current FPL team into that league if you've got a free league spot or if you don't you could you know just create a new team for the purpose of this uh, fundraiser mini league um, and obviously I could do a one game week competition uh, which a lot of people do I could do like a, a Christmas competition you know over four or five game weeks but I just think if I do a, a, a mini league that lasts maybe from game week 9 till game week 38 people can join it throughout the season and donate to the charity so that way I think maybe I could raise more money that way uh, just leaving it open you know maybe start the league in game week 9 and maybe close it in game week 30 or something like that um, and then obviously I would source prizes as well for that mini league so hopefully people would get on board as well maybe in sponsor prizes and things like that so i'll keep i'll keep you updated on that um again it probably won't start at least until game week nine another idea was maybe starting at first of january you know just maybe a second half of the season competition but let me know what you think i'm open to ideas as well on that so give me let me know what you think would work best so Initially, I'm thinking maybe started after the international break, so from game week nine onwards, um, and people enter maybe until around game week thirty, just so we don't have a, you know, someone swanning in in the last three or four game weeks and winning it. So, let me know what you think about that. Before I go, I just want to say thank you to all the new patrons who've signed up since last week's podcast. So, the Slack channel is going really well. Um, we're up to about 250 people on the Slack channel now. So it's a really nice community where we bounce ideas. You know, we're all there to support each other. And the goal of the Slack channel is for each and every member of the Slack channel to achieve their best ever overall rank this season. And we've got a lot of, yeah, a lot of people are doing really well this season. Um, a quick look at the Slack mini league. 
I think there's around 60 people who are in the top 100,000 in the rankings. So hopefully the Slack is playing a part in that. And you know, there's a lot of good FPL minds on the Slack channel now as well. To, it's not just me, you know, giving advice in there. There's there's quite a few guys from the Elite 64 who have who I've invited to the to the Slack channel as well. Loads of people who've got loads of time in there, so it's it's a nice little community. If you want to get involved in that, check out the Patreon. It's patreon.com forward slash FPL General. So any questions you have about Patreon, send me a message, send me an email. I'm not going to blab on about it every week on the podcast. Uh, what I will say is this week on Patreon, I'm doing a Patreon-exclusive podcast, which will be available on Thursday, and I'll be doing a live stream for patrons on Friday night. So I tend to do live streams every Friday night, for patrons any questions let me know i think that's everything covered hopefully this podcast is a little bit shorter than usual i'm just looking it's gone up to 25 minutes it always happens but keep an eye out for fancy football surgery later this week i'll be on that one it'll be a more in-depth podcast where we look at all the fixtures for game week seven and i'll probably talk in more detail about my thoughts as well so good luck in game week seven. Enjoy the rest of your week and be patient with those transfers. Sit on your hands for a few days. Cheerio, folks. <laughs>